Welcome to Being Mrs. S, Forever Newlywed, a podcast for the self-assured woman. I'll be talking about my life as a married woman. There will be some tea, plenty of shade, my views about world events, and sometimes me just plain devil's advocate. So, let's get into it. Hello, my smooners. Happy New Year. Wait, have I already said that? I think I have. I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, anyway, Happy New Year. Thank you for coming back and listening to me. No, I don't think I said Happy New Year before. Maybe I was saying end of the year. But anyway, we're here. It's 2021. And the year has already started off bananas. But that's not what this is about today. Um, Well, maybe a little bit if, you know, considering what the topic is going to be about, Um, you know, knowing yourself, understanding who you are, understanding who you um, align yourself with, basically. The same thing happens with the leaders you choose to, to, uh, uh, the leaders you choose to run the co- the country, the companies you choose to work with, you know, the values and and everything they stand for, and in all of that, who are you? And and you're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for the choices that you make. You are responsible for who you choose to align yourself with. It always starts with you. And so we're just gonna get right into it. Today's topic is about you know in marriage, know yourself. Um, I'm not a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever you want to call it. I'm just someone who's had a world of experiences and I can happily say that I've learned from everything that I've experienced and I've made the appropriate changes and, and adjustments just so that I can exist in this world. You know, a lot of times when I when I get together with a bunch of my friends, like I haven't seen them in years, um, a lot of them are like, oh, my God, you haven't changed. And I think when they say that, they say that based on just I've always been a fun person. I've always been, you know just someone who like happiness around me. And I want to, I want to believe that when they say that that's what they mean, because I have most definitely changed. I think change is necessary. I think growth, maturity, and all of that adds to just you getting a, a more evolved brain, a more evolved space. Um, so I have changed. There are a lot of things that I would never consider myself doing uh, that I did many years ago, my thought process, the way I, I assess things, the way I think about things, the way I, I, the things that I value many years ago, they're things that I would never have entertained that I entertain now. The, many years ago, there are things that I did that I would never do now. So I've definitely evolved. I've definitely changed and for the better. And I wonder if people consider that when they decide to um, 
embark on the journey of marriage. And when I met my BDD, I know a lot of times when we're dating and we're just sitting down chit-chatting and he he says, oh my God, I wish I had met you many years ago. And I always stop him right then. I'm like, nope, I don't think so. For one, I don't think you would have liked me. And for real, for real, I don't even think I would have offered him the opportunity to um, get to know me or to be in my space. I, I probably wouldn't have. Because at several points in my life, I want to say that I've I've wanted different things from myself. I've wanted different experiences. And back then, a lot of times when I was a lot younger, there are just so many things that I did not have the patience for, and I would not have just entertained. Um, and and mostly, I would say that was because I was still getting to know myself. I was still exploring. I was still experiencing. I was still just out there figuring out for myself who I wanted to be, where I wanted to be. I mean, I had an idea of what I wanted. I, as far as my life and things like that, but having the idea of what I wanted and being in the space that I could get what I wanted or do what I wanted or be happy in what I wanted. I don't think I was at that time when I was younger. So when it comes to marriage, I think a lot of people think, you know, especially when you're younger, between once you're down, you're, you're out of uni, you know, around that 21, 22, 23, between that age and 25, 26, maybe latest 27, a lot of people are thinking, well, I better get married now because all my friends are married. Um, you're done with the university. Your parents are, are, are saying, hello, you know, where's, where's, the, where's the man? Where's the woman? you know, it's time for you to settle down. And unfortunately, while for, for, for women, yes, your, your womb is ready and ripe to start putting out the babies. It's the irony of life and the difficulty of life because, you know, when you're younger, your body is more fit and, and in a position to birth, you know, the beautiful babies and things like that. But your mind may not be at a place where you can handle everything that comes with with marriage. Um, and so you're thinking, well, yeah, yeah, I need to get married now because everybody's getting married. And the merits to that is, yes, yeah, if everybody's getting married and everybody's having kids, then you stand the chance of, you know, your kids growing up at the same time and, and you know, you're, you're, you're enjoying those marital things that everybody else is enjoying at the time but in your head, you're not quite ready. So you, you, you decide, well, yeah, this is what I want to do, but you're not there yet. And then down the line, down the line, you start, uh, have regrets, um, or, or things stop working out. You know, it's not the fairy tale that you thought it was going to be. And you, you start having doubts. You start thinking, you know, I, I don't want this anymore. Get me out of here. Why am I in this? And the only reason that happens is because from day one, you just were never ready. You just did not understand the the intricacies and, and complications that happen when you get married. Okay. Married gets increasingly 
complicated when other variables are added. I'm, I'm going to just throw this out for a hot second. I don't know if, if you watch Bachelor and Bachelorette and things like that. I know that they've had maybe a little over 28 seasons. I'm not sure. Like I just, I looked up the stats for that. And out of that, um, even though there have been many proposals at the end of each season, only five couples have actually gotten married. And I don't know of the five if they're all still together. Um, why is it that that's the case? Well, I don't know if you've watched the show because I have. It's amazing. You know, it's one guy with a bunch of women or one girl with a bunch of men. And they go on this. First of all, they're living in this fabulous house. They are catered to. They get every single thing they want. They go and they do little challenges, fun things. They travel. They they go on these magical dates, this fairy tale dates where on your in your regular life you're not even having dates like that. Let's 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 be honest. Um, and they do all that and fantasy and and just wonderment makes falling in love so right. You know, when you get to experience going on a date in a really nice car, getting all gussied up, dressed up, having everything, you know, maybe they shut down the whole restaurant. It's just you and the other person there and everything is just so romantic. Of course, you're going to fall in love. That's it's ripe for that. Um, but then when when all of that is done and you're back to your real life and you realize that, no, that's not it. Then you really, then you're like, no, I'm not finding this person as dreamy as I thought this person was going to be. That's just the reality of life. So that's why I say in marriage, know yourself. Who are you? What are you? Um, what's important to you? What are your ideals? Do you share the same thing as this person that you're interested in getting married to? You know, when we talk about heterosexual couples, women have an, a role to play, whether you like it or not. This is the expectation from your families. This is the expectation from your husband. Even you put those undue expectations on, on yourself. You get married, you get pregnant, and then you have a baby. Instinctively and automatically, you are not as focused on your husband as you are on the children that you, you give birth to. Immediately, that's it. The, your husband becomes second fiddle. Your child becomes, you know, your number one focus. And that's just how it is. That That is exactly how it is. Um, you, you, those things that your husband found interested in you or you found interesting in, interesting in him, you're not so much interested in those things anymore because now you have this child that you automatically put all your focus on. It's is it fair that that happens? I don't think it is. I don't think it it, it it it's fair. But then, as a human being, there's only so much you can give, right? There's only so much you can give. How much energy do I have in me? I have to feed this child, bathe this child, feed this child, put this child back to sleep. I've got to do all that. And then pay attention to you, my husband? I don't think I can. And that's what a lot of women face. And then think about doing that for 
child number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. By the time you've done all that, there's so much pressure that has been put on your relationship with your husband. You you don't see each other as much anymore. You're not communicating things like that. Those are the variables that make marriage a lot more difficult. Okay, maybe you got married and you were in some other financial state when you were married. Now you're married, there are changes. Maybe you guys were buoyant. Once children also are added to that equation, that money you are making may not be as much now that you have other mouths to feed. So finances, um, um, additional mouths, additional parties in your in your relationship, all those things are variables or things that will add difficulty to your marriage. Okay. Religion. What are your beliefs? Did you marry someone who doesn't have the same beliefs as you? Uh, those add things, your ideology, your politics, what do you believe in? Those are the things that have, that, that add added pressure to any marriage. Okay. But those things can be countered. Those things can be handled. They can be handled because you know yourself. You have already assessed these things. You have already thought about thought through all these things. And you'll understand that, yes, this is what life is. At any given moment, there's going to be some kind of change. There's going to be some addition. You got married and your, your, your idea of marriage was hopefully we're going to have children. Hopefully you've you've already talked to your husband about that and you understand that when children come, things will end up being a little more difficult or different. The amount of time that I would have I'd I'd ordinarily spend on you will may have to be split. And because you know, I have to look after this baby. Or maybe when you talk about it, both of you decide and agree on how you're going to share the 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 care and the you know bringing up of the children. So those are the things that come in. But if you decide you're the wife or you're the woman and you're going to do everything that has to do with that child, you already know that that's going to take you away from being a wife to your husband. So you've given him room to go and figure out some other way to entertain himself or whatever while you focus solely on the child. And then there's a fissure, you know, cracks, and then the problems occur. So the key thing is understanding who you are. It's unfortunate, as I was talking about getting married at a younger age, I, I got married a lot older and I can honestly say, as I keep saying, I'm a forever newlywed. Every day I'm learning something new about my husband. My husband is learning something new about me. Every day I'm falling more and more in love with my husband. Um, there's, there, I don't know that there's such a thing called perfection in any aspect of life, but there's the consistent pers- pursuit for perfe- for perfection. There's the consist- consistent striving to be perfect. You know, there's a consistency in ensuring that, you know, when you have issues, you're going to figure out 
a way out of those issues, how to solve those problems. You know, the most difficult year in marriage is your first year of marriage. And my first year of marriage was amazing. So have we crossed a curve? I don't know. I hope so. (laughs) And then as you continue the first five years, the same thing. I think as an, as getting married as when you're older, you've had time to figure out who you are and what you want out of life. And so getting married or making the decision to give yourself to someone for the rest of your life is, I don't want to say an easy decision. It, it's, it's a well thought through decision. You know who you are and you know what your expectations are. You know that as a human being, you're, you have imperfections. You know that the, your party, whoever it is you're getting married to, also has imperfections. And then you know what out of those inf- imperfections you're willing to deal with, work through, or request to, to be changed. Okay. A lot of people say, oh no, you can't make another person change or, you know, I think you can. And I think it's a decision that you have to make. I want to be with this person. And in order to to be with this person, there are things about myself that I need to work on or fix so that I can be with this person. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think anyone should ever tell you, you shouldn't change to be with somebody else. You should, obviously, because you want to make that change, not because you're being forced, but because you want to make that change and because you understand that that change only helps to make your relationship with your significant other, your husband, a whole lot better. Like vice versa too. Your husband, the man should also want to make that change because he understands that making this change makes me a better person. And it also makes my my relationship a whole lot better. So unfortunately, when people get married um, and you have these ridiculous belief that, well, it was a fairy tale when we were dating and it's going to stay a fairy tale when we get married. Uh, and then they get married and they realize, no, that's not what it is. Then people split up. And a lot of those relationships that split up probably didn't have to, didn't have to because, oh, oh, wouldn't have because it it, it wouldn't have if the two parties understood who they were. They were self-assured. They they knew who they were. They knew what they were getting into and they were dedicated to to being in that relationship. So I I think that, um, and, and, and there are, of course, extremes, there are things that just, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. If you're in an abusive relationship, whether physically, uh, emotionally, verbally, whatever, I don't understand how that marriage is going to survive if change doesn't happen. And if you're in a relationship where both parties aren't willing to change, both parties aren't willing to communicate, I don't even understand how that can be a marriage. I'm not advocating divorce, but a lot of times that's where it ends up. And a lot of times, you know, you need to be able to recognize whether someone is going to change. And that way, you know, whether, hey, I'm going to stick through this a, a little more because I know this person is going to change or you, you know, 
get out of there <laughs> because your life is important. But when it's just a matter of, oh, I thought this was going to be a fairy tale and it's not, then you're being unreasonable. And that that also is evidence that you are not, you don't know who you are. You are not aware of who you are and you do not understand what it is, what marriage is and, 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 and how that works. So uh, this year we're going to be married three years. And so far, I want to say so good, wonderful. Um, I'm growing every day in my marriage. Um, we have arguments from time to time. I think before we got married, and I'm going to tell you this real quick, when um, we're getting married, our, our, our priest, we're supposed to go through at least at a, at a minimum eight months of counseling before getting married. And the timing was so, I think we did it in eight months, but I think by the time we went to meet our, our priest, he's like, well, why are you just coming now? Like there was almost a threat that he wasn't going to, um, because we had already scheduled our date and things like that. And as far as he was concerned, that wasn't enough time to go through the whole counseling phase and, and our, our little retreats and things we were supposed to do before getting married. And he was threatened that he wasn't going to, to provide us with our certificate to enable us get married, you know, at our, at our prescribed date. Um, but anyway, it worked out. We were able to go through our, our counseling. And one of the things we did was we took um, a test. It was a really long test. There were a lot of, it was like a personality test or something. And we, there were a lot of questions and things like that. I had to do mine. He had to do his. And then they compared our answers. And a lot of the the answers that we were able, that came out of it, a lot of those things we already knew. We knew where we matched um, 100%. And then we had an issue with communication. And I'm verbal. I talk. I will, I'm long-winded. I will talk until I feel like this other person understands where I'm coming from, whereas my BDD isn't a talker, okay? He doesn't, he isn't a talker because he doesn't want to say the wrong things, and I, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with saying the wrong things. You say the wrong thing, and then that way you said it. Now we're talking about it, and we're figuring out, hey, this this is not my idea. Let's try it this way. And that's that whole communication thing. And that's a very difficult thing in marriages. You need to learn how to communicate with your significant other. That's very key. That's very important. And that's one thing in our marriage that we were definitely um, learning more about and working on. I've I've told him, we've got to talk. You, you can't just keep quiet. You can't just keep it to yourself. You cannot have your idea in your head and you, you don't verbalize it. I don't know what you're thinking. Okay, I have an idea because I feel like I'm a very good judge of character. My spirit of discernment is very strong. However, you know, um, it still is important for him to express himself. And that way, you know, we're on the same page. And every day, you know, when we sit down and we talk about that, it's like 
we learn more and more and he understands where I'm coming from and I understand where he's coming from. There has to be dedication on both parts. Uh, there can be, I give up. <laughs> I've tried this, but did you really try? You know, um, I, I think when, when two people who like each other, love each other, are committed to their, to a relationship, if they spend time and talk about changes, things that have occurred, things that they thought they were going to be able to deal with and they're not dealing with, and the whys and the whens and the, you know, and the, the hows are discussed, I think it makes for a more wholesome, you know, relationship. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share today. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if you're listening to this, what are your thoughts? What are your ideas? Do you think that I have a point in what I'm saying? Well, I mean, <laughs> do you think I have a point? Do you disagree with what I've said? Share your opinion. <laughs> Leave me a voice note. Um, and and um, I appreciate your questions and the, lo- the the voice notes that I have actually received and, and things that you, you want me to, to talk about or to hear my opinion about. I appreciate that. So keep them coming in. Send me your thoughts. And I'll circle back. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please click on the support button.